got my game face on, I'm feeling lucky If I play on defense, you shouldn't trust me I got my eyes on the prize, I'm feeling so alive I'm scoring me a win tonight I'm scoring me a win tonight I'm scoring me a win Host of LA Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com and Raycon Earbuds, our newest sponsor. This episode, episode number 113 today, episode number 113. And the two topics I'm going to cover today are the LA Clippers and the disastrous situation that's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, that, that team is just. Who knows what the hell is going on there, man. But anyway, starting off with the Clippers, who have their own set of problems. They did win last night against the Wobegon Houston Rockets, 95-93, to with Paul George leading the way with 35 points. But, of course, everyone is really, really concerned about the health of Kawhi Leonard. He has not played since the Phoenix loss, a 112-95 loss to Phoenix back on October 23rd. That was a loss, and uh, since then – the Clippers had lost another three straight before they just beat Houston last night. So four out of the last five games, they have lost. Kawhi Leonard has not played. He did not play in either of the Oklahoma City games, nor did he play in the New Orleans game. In this Houston game, of course, he did not play. And from the reports that we're hearing, he will not play at Houston on Wednesday night. And neither will he play at San Antonio on Friday night. Now, the Clipper Brass is saying that his low management, uh, his knee, his surgically repaired knee is suffering from some stiffness. He's not even able to travel to Houston nor to San Antonio to even sit on the bench with his teammates. This is very, very concerning. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has been out for, what, about a year and a half now? About a year and a half, maybe a little less than that. And, hey, I'm no doctor. I, You know, I've never had a torn ACL. I don't know the pain threshold or anything like that. I don't know what's in the head of Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. But this is getting very, very concerning that he's not able to play, you know, at least maybe every other game or so. Did he re-injure that knee earlier in the season? He's only played two games, by the way. Played in the opener against the Lakers which the Clippers won 103 to 97. And then he did not play in the Sacramento win, but he did play in that Phoenix loss, as I just mentioned, and has not played since. So the Clipper brass are, again, very, very concerned about Kawhi Leonard. And we all know that he's one of the top five players in the game when he's healthy. Everyone wants to see Kawhi Leonard back on a, on a basketball court. Now, maybe some of the Laker fans don't, but even the Laker fans you know the, the the you know the real basketball fans that love to see all of the best players play. Well, let me take that back. I'm not going to say some of the, these Laker fans aren't real fans that may not want to see Kawhi Leonard on the court. But you know what I'm trying to say. You know, most basketball fans want to see the best players out there even if they play for the Clippers or even if they play for your rival basketball team, it really doesn't matter. You want to see him out on the floor. So, 
as of right now, from what we're all hearing, his his return is just on hold. No one knows when he's going to return to the court. So in the meantime, if that's the case, just like last year, you know, Paul George is going to have to be Superman, which he pretty much was last night, by the way, against the Houston Rockets, 15 out of 26 from the field, played 38 minutes, 35 points, and, you know, hit the dagger at the end of the game, that turnaround jumper on the baseline, oh, my God, over Eric Gordon, a thing of beauty. I've said all along that Paul George, you know, has one of the sweetest shots in the game. That still holds true. He had nine rebounds, eight assists, six steals, two blocks, plus 16 on the floor. The guy was Superman. But, you know, will he be able to keep this up? They just got Marcus Moore Sr. back from some kind of illness. He didn't play all that well last night. was only one of seven from beyond the arc, five out of 14 overall for 11 points. And I didn't even mention John Wall is also on a – uh, minute restriction or load management and you know without those two without Kawhi Leonard without John Wall they really can't afford any more injuries and again just like last year the Clippers uh, team is going to have to step up I have every reason to believe that they will now they only beat the Houston Rockets again the, I call them the 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 woe begone Houston Rockets they were or are one and seven so they are not a very, very good basketball team. So the Clippers should have taken care of them last night, which they did. Now, I talked about Reggie Jackson in my last episode, folks. 30 minutes, only two out of 11 from the field or six from beyond the arc. He's not playing all that well. He did have six assists. He had six points. But when John Wall is able to play, do you start John Wall over Reggie Jackson? How long is it going to take before Ty Lue pulls that trigger and starts John Wall and brings Reggie Jackson off the bench to be a sort of a a, a mini version of uh, Vinnie Johnson, a microwave type of guy. He can score in bunches, Reggie Jackson, but so far this year, he has not played well. He has not played well. It's, it's as simple as that. And who's the better facilitator between Reggie Jackson and John Wall? I, you know, in my humble opinion, I think John Wall is the better facilitator than Reggie Jackson. I think John Wall is a better defender than Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson gives the Clippers a whole lot of energy. He definitely does that. And he's been an integral part of the Clippers' success the last two or three seasons. But, you know, the NBA, just like any other sports league, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And right now, Reggie Jackson, to me, is not stepping up to the plate. But it's early. It's early. The Clippers have only played seven games. They still have not had all of their – starters you know available all at one time now once that happens we'll we'll see how it goes last night they had to have uh luke canard luke canard started luke cool man luke 34 minutes three out of eight from the field two of six from beyond the arc scored eight points he had 10 rebounds by the way very very good showing by luke canard on the rebounding aspect of this game so he had a really, really good game last night, other than a two of six from beyond the arc. But the rest of the Clippers, yeah, just so-so. Norman Powell, he's been playing okay, I guess. Three out of 11 last night, that's not too good. But uh, And one of five from beyond the arc, he only scored nine points. 
you ha- you have to have some production from Terrence Mann. You know, until Kawhi gets back, you know, it's the same old song for the Clippers. Everyone knows you got to get production from Terrence Mann. You got to get production from Amir Coffee. Brandon Boston Jr. played about five minutes last night, only scored a basket at one point. Uh, Nicholas Batum as well. They all have to step up to the plate. So until Kawhi Leonard comes back, this Clippers team is going to be pretty much unknown. Again, it's only seven games into the season. And just like any other team, just like, you know, we all say about the L.A. Lakers, let's wait until after 20 games to see where the Clippers are at in the season. If Kawhi Leonard is still having issues after the 20-game mark, if he can't play like every other game, then this Clipper team may be in for the long haul. I tell you what, they won't be favorites to go to the Western Conference Finals if Kawhi Leonard is not at least 90% healthy. They, they they just won't. I mean, how many? what's the over-under of how many games Kawhi Leonard is going to play this year? What is it, 60, 65? It's definitely not 70, not the way it's, not the way it's looking right now. So, again, Paul George, you have to put that cape on, baby. And, you know, how long can Paul George sustain that? That's just a lot, a lot of pressure to be put on one person. As good as Paul George is, he can't sustain what he did last night. You're not going to see 15 out of 26 on a consistent basis. And, that again, that was against the Houston Rockets. Okay, that was against the Houston Rockets. That one against the Golden State Warriors. That one against the Denver Nuggets. You know, hell, that one even against the L.A. Lakers. That was Houston, who's probably the worst team in the Western Conference. You know, they weren't playing the Memphis Grizzlies or the Minnesota Timberwolves, for that matter. So he's not going to be able to sustain that. You know, he'll try. And then you have to, you know, be concerned about Paul George suffering some kind of injury. If that happens, then you can forget about it. If that elbow flares up again like it did last year, then you can forget about the Clippers doing anything. They need Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both to be healthy for them to make their first NBA Finals in Clippers history. I still stand by that statement. If those two guys are healthy, it will happen. They will go to the Western Conference Finals, and they will win against whoever they play if the health holds up. Big if. Big if. I forgot to mention the Visha Zubat. The guy, I mean, every time you look at his stats, man, the guy's play, he plays well. 32 minutes, 6 out of 8 from the field. 11, I'm sorry, 12 rebounds. 4 blocks. I mean, you know, he's one of the better centers in the league. Really, really underrated center but they need that they need that no i sound like a broken record but without Kawhi, they need all of that zubak jackson again you have to pick it up you have to pick it up if not you're going to find yourself on the bench and john wall is going to be that starter but can you start a guy like john wall and then do the load management well i guess you can hell Kawhi Leonard is a starter and he's doing load management so i guess it can happen but again between those two you know if all bets are equal you know, if they're on the even playing field, uh, John Wall is, to me, the better basketball player than Reggie Jackson. That's not a slight on Reggie Jackson. It just is what it is. Ain't nothing wrong with coming off the bench. bench ask Russell Westbrook what it's like. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Clippers do from this point forward. Again, they play the Houston Rockets at Houston on Wednesday, and then on Friday they're at San Antonio, who is playing much better than people thought they would at the beginning of the season. So let's see what Ty Lue has up his sleeve. He's one of the better coaches in the NBA. Everybody knows that. I'm sure he'll make adjustments. And let's just all pray that Kawhi Leonard gets healthy. 
let's just pray he gets healthy. It's time. It's time. It's time for the Clippers to win an NBA championship. That is for sure. So before I get to my second segment and discuss the ridiculous organization called the Brooklyn Nets, here's a word from my sponsor, DraftKings.com. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. And I tell you what, they'll probably have some some sort of over-under bet on the Lakers in three-point shots. Bet the under, take it from me. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh my mama, oh my who, I look fly, I look good, touch my swag, wish you could, I look fly, I look good, oh my mama, oh my Check this out, my L.A. sports fam. That tune you just listening to right there by Charlie Boy, I Look Good. Guess what? I'm listening to it on my Raycon earbuds, baby. And lately, I've been listening to a whole lot of old school music. You guys know I love that old school music. And guess what? It's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust and believe on that one. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I love the three customizable sound profiles, the earbud tap functions, noise isolation you name it i love it go to buyraycon.com slash tbpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash tbpn to score 15 percent off again buyraycon.com slash tbpn put them earbuds on baby and listen to again a tune like this charlie boy I look good. Again, it's your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Corsair Podcast. You just heard from our two sponsors, DraftKings.com and 
Raycon earbuds, baby. Get them earbuds. You can listen to tunes like Charlie Boy, DMX. Just imagine how the sound is with Raycon earbuds in your ear, baby, while you're listening to that old school. So I just want to briefly in this second segment talk about the disaster that's going on in Brooklyn. I know you guys was breaking news today. Hey, I didn't break it. It just broke. I was just happened to be watching ESPN. They started talking about it. Steve Nash out as coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And they are, I'm not sure if they're negotiating with Ime Udoka right now or they already have a contract in place. Um, did Boston let him out of that contract? Or I doubt that. They probably bought him out. He was still on the contract even though he was suspended. They did not fire him. So even if they fired him, bought him out or whatever, he's getting paid by the Boston Celtics. And then he's going to work out some sort of contract with the Brooklyn Nets to try to come in and, and rescue this this ridiculous franchise. Yes, I'm calling them ridiculous. I mean, they made this bed. You got to land it now, baby. Kevin Durant, uh, you know, he's doing his thing, man. Every time you look at the box score, you see the Durant or Irvin leading them in scoring, which is fine. You know, the the last game against the Indiana Pacers, they won. Dave Brooklyn, I'm speaking of, 116-109. Durant had 36 points. But previous to that, they lost four straight. They lost to Indiana. Well, this last game I just talked about on Halloween, they beat Indiana. But the previous game on the 29th, they lost to Indiana. Kyrie Irving led scoring with 35 points. Irving has had 39-point games. Durant, 33. Irving, 37. Irving, 30. Durant, 32. I'm just going back all the way to the beginning of the season. But the biggest issue they have, and I'm sure you Ben Simmons fans are going to come out the woodwork and tell me, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. He's still valuable. Shooting is overrated. Blah, blah, blah. That's a bunch of bullshit. When they are on offense, it's four on five. All the time. The dude is playing nervously. He's playing like he's scared. He's playing like he doesn't want to be out there. I don't know if he's still injured. I'm not sure what's going on with this guy, but good luck, Brooklyn. You're stuck with him. Point blank, period. You're stuck with him. And as far as Steve Nash is concerned, he never should have been a coach in the first place. Never. Never. I'm not sure. I know he didn't have any uh, head coaching experience. I don't believe. I know not at the college level, not at the high school level. Hell, not at the AAU or Catholic League organization level. He had no head coaching experience. I'm not so sure if he had any assistant head coaching experiences anywhere. And they hired him. He was in over his head. Durant wanted to come, just flat out come out and say it. Kyrie Irving said before last season they didn't even need a coach. I mean, the guy, from what I understand, scripts plays. This is not football, man. How are you going to script plays in basketball? Well, when we get the ball first, we're going to run this play. We're going to run a pick and roll with Durant and uh, Kyrie. Or then the second play, when we get it, we're going to do this. Man, what, what is that? This is not football where you script plays. This is basketball, man. The guy was in over his head. So now the Brooklyn Nets are desperate. They have fired him. They're going out to get Ime Udoka, who has some issues that he needs to uh, resolve with his family. So you're going to bring all of that focus, the negative focus and negative publicity into the Brooklyn Nets locker room. Now, Durant, 
Irving, Simmons, and the rest of you guys, Claxton, all you're going to have to start answering questions about Ime Udoka and Steve Nash and Ben Simmons and the whole nine yards. It's just going to be a huge distraction, and they're not going to do anything. They're not. Right now, they're two and five. The only wins are against Toronto, the second game of the year, 109 and 105. And as I mentioned, they beat uh, Indiana uh, last night, 116 and 109. And now you have, you got Chicago coming up, Washington, Charlotte, you know, not, you know, those are winnable games, of course. Then they have to go to Dallas. They're not going to win that one. Hell, I'll put my, put my money on Dallas. Go to DraftKings.com, baby. Put an early bet in on the Dallas Mavericks on that one. Whatever the whatever the line is, just take it. Then, hey, they, they have to come to L.A. in mid-November to play the clip joint and play the Los Angeles Lakers, who got their first victory, of course. In my next episode, I'll be talking about – I'll probably talk about the Lakers and the Clippers on that one. But in any event, going back to the Brooklyn Nets, I don't see them doing anything. It's only going a matter of time before Kyrie – uh, Irving just falls off the wagon and starts doing something stupid. And Kevin Durant is going to get frustrated, and he probably will ask for a trade, even though he's going to be there for four years. He has a four-year deal. You have no leverage, uh, Kevin Durant, none, zero, not unless you just don't want to play, and you're not going to leave all those millions of dollars on the table. That's, that's my whole synopsis of the Brooklyn Nets. And no better form, no better form. You know, whoever that – I can't think of the general manager's name is, but – you laid, uh, you know, you made that bed, baby. Now you got to lie in it. You got to lie in it. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. They play the Chicago Bulls tonight. I'm going to be watching that game just to see. Yeah, is, is Ben Simmons, is he playing? I mean, this guy, I, I talked about him all last year. Ben freaking Simmons, man. God, you are stuck with that guy. He, and, you know, the Ben Simmons lovers, you know, he, you know, he gets the, the rebounds and, you know, he can he can push the ball. He's a facilitator. You know what Ben Simmons does? Watch the next game that Brooklyn plays. Yeah, pushing the ball up the court every now and then. Yeah, they'll fast break every now and then. You know what he does? He walks the ball across half court, and then he passes it to Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, and then he gets the hell out the way. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what you want your point guard to do? Your facilitator? You just walk the ball across half court and give it to somebody else? That's what he does. Just, just watch. Watch the next time they play and see what he does. And if he doesn't do that, if he's just leading the fast break like Isaiah Thomas and facilitating and get 12 assists and all of that kind of jazz, then come back and talk me, talk to me and say, L.A. Ray, you was wrong as hell. I was right. But I don't think so. Just watch the games. Just watch the games. So that's my Brooklyn Nets take for tonight. And with that, my fam, I'm going to leave it right there. Wherever platform you use to get your podcast from, just look up L.A. Courtside Podcast and subscribe, and you won't miss any further episodes of this podcast. You know I love it when you guys are listening. I thank you. Thank you very much. This is three years going. I'm going to keep this train going. Talking L.A. Clipper and L.A. Laker basketball and L.A. Lakers. You're not slighted. My last episode, I kind of focused on the Lakers since they won their first game. And I did mention that this one was going to be a little more Clipper-centric, but Lakers, you already know you're not going to be slighted. There's going to be plenty of Los Angeles Laker talk on this podcast, just as it is the Los Angeles Clippers and the rest of the NBA for that matter. So with that, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, my L.A. fam, peace.